up, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you are listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of TED Talk Sports. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing something very special that happened. Um, well, a couple special things that happened. Um, you know, the, the Lakers winning the NBA championship and the Dodgers winning the World Series. Um, I mean, I just can't get over it. You know, both of them. Both of them. It, it's crazy. Um, but, I, I mean, I just think that the Dodgers winning it to me is just even more insane. And it's just because I think as being being a Dodger fan has been so much more rough than being a Laker fan, right? I mean, the Dodgers coming up short every year, um, and you know the Lakers were bad, but they never really gave you that same heartbreak that the Dodgers did. You know, they never really, they never really like got your hopes up and 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 really crushed your dreams. I guess maybe the two thousand eight finals, but still though, it really, I mean that that was brutal. But they never really did it the same way the Dodgers did. I mean, and these last few years, as an L.A. sports fan, have been heartbreaking, has been gut-wrenching, has just, I mean, it's given me trust issues. <laughs> it's been so, it's been so hard. It's been incredibly difficult to remain faithful um, to the Dodgers, or just to all of my teams, I guess I would say. It's been, it's been such a rough stretch. Now, you know, let's look at the timeline here. Right, 2017, the Dodgers lose in seven games to the Houston Astros at home. They lost Game Seven at home, um, and I'll get in the I'll get to the cheating scandal in a little bit. But you know, for a long time, you know, I just had to I had to swallow that pill, and it was a tough pill to swallow. That you know, we just lost. That the Astros were a better team than us, and it was it was it was really tough because you know I had some you know my one of my biggest heroes Clayton Kershaw pitched in that World Series Game Five of the 2017 World Series, um, will forever give me PTSD because that was <laughs> that was awful. I mean he we were up four nothing, and then Kershaw gives up that lead. Then we were up seven four. Kershaw gives up that lead. Then we lose in a walk off after scoring five runs in the ninth to tie it. I mean it it was just a total total disaster. I mean it was just that. That was such a tough series as a fan. The next year, right, 2018, um, we make the World Series again. We get stomped on by the Red Sox. And in um, and then we also, a few months after that, we make the Super Bowl. And and we, we lose that too, right? I mean, the Rams lost to the Patriots. I mean, especially when you lose championships to Boston, it just it stings a little bit more. You know, you have the L.A. Boston rivalry, and it just it just stings a little bit more when you lose to to Boston. Any team, really. I think that Lakers Celtics rivalry sort of carries over to uh, to all the other sports, and now it's this L.A. Boston everything. And yeah, that was really tough. And in, in 2019, um, you know, the the Rams didn't make the playoffs, and the uh, the Dodgers made the playoffs, and you know we went up against the Nationals team that came out of the wild card, um, and you know we fell short in the most devastating way possible. I mean, you can't you can't make this stuff up. We were up, I think, three one, and it was like the eighth inning, and Kershaw gives up back to back solo home runs to tie the game. Um, then we get to extra innings, and Joe Kelly gives up a grand slam, and that's it. The season's over, right? We had the best, I think, the best record in baseball, and. And our season was over just like that. 
Just like that, we, we lost to the Nationals, a team we should have crushed. On paper, we should have just crushed the Nationals. And later, the Nationals go on to win the World Series. Um, yeah, and it, it, it was really, really tough. Um, and then what we find out after that, not too long after that, we find out that in 2017, the Astros cheated. So that 2017 World Series, it, it, it was more frustrating because not only did we find out that we were cheated out of a World Series, but we found out that the team... Um, well, the Astros weren't even given a proper punishment for what they did, in my opinion. I mean, it it was just it was handled really poorly by Manfred, uh, the commissioner of the MLB. And you know, it it was tough because it was like looking at the footage and hearing about the Astros cheating. It was it was like re it's like opening an old wound. You know, it was it was tough. It was a, it was a tough conversation to have, and it just it it was just it was crazy because I felt like mentally I finally was at that point where I was able to accept. And I know it's a long time, but you know, I'm a, I'm a bit dramatic, but <laughs> but it, I was finally at that point in time where I was finally able to accept the fact that the Astros were a better team. And I know that's like two and a half years later, but I was finally able to just to just accept it. Be like, "You know what? I'm over it. It's fine." And then this happens and it's all those emotions come back and all the frustration and realizing that we probably should have won. And then that game five in, in the 2017 World Series that I was talking about, the worst game ever, that, you know, there's video evidence that the Astros cheated and Kershaw dominated that game and he should have won that game. And that should have been his, his big moment. And, and it just felt like he got that, we got that taken away from us. You know, we, and we had this really bad brand as, as chokers, right? A, a really bad brand as chokers. And it was all these memes um, and, and it was true it, for a while. It was true. You know, every time we got to the big stage, we always fell short, always fell short. Um, and it kind of felt like that with all of our teams, you know, it just lately, it just the last few years, it really just felt like all of our teams when they got to the playoffs, just couldn't get it done. There was just something, I don't know what it was, but something happened and we just couldn't get it done. And it sucked. It was frustrating. Um, and then it was all of a sudden, right? The Lakers trade for Anthony Davis, right? Um, we get LeBron, we get Anthony Davis, and we make a run. We're, we're feeling good about ourselves, right? You know, we're, we're, we're eyeing that 2020 championship. And then and a couple more curveballs. Um, Kobe dies. One of my biggest childhood heroes, one of the, the you know, uh, God, man, I... Yeah, Kobe passed away. Uh and it was just it that, that and that was tough. And it's really weird how you even though I never met Kobe. Um never even close to Kobe. I mean, the closest I've been was maybe I, when I was watched one of his games, but I was I was hundreds of feet away. Um but I never spoke to him, ne never met him. But it's like you felt like you know you knew him. You know, you grew up watching him your whole life. He was always there. He was always there to save the day, and you looked up to him. And it just—it felt it felt like like a friend or or, or a relative passed away or something. That that's what it kind of felt like, and that was really tough to deal with. Um, and you know, it, it it was I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't believe it for for a long time. So Kobe passes away, and that's just a shock for everyone in LA. You know, or a lot of sports fans in general. I mean, people who weren't even Laker fans, that was a tough pill for them to swallow. It, it was really, it was really, really tough. And after that, you know, COVID hits. We're in a global pandemic, right? So, so there's no sports. 
for the first time in my life, for the first time in 24 years, no sports at all. Did nothing. Like, I didn't know what to do with my time. I mean, I live, you, you guys know that I live and breathe sports. I, I'm a sports fanatic. I absolutely adore sports. And it was, it was really, it was, it was crazy. It was just, I didn't know what to do with my time. I just, I was getting anxious. I just, you know, it, it just, I never felt, I, I didn't realize that I was taking that for granted. And I think that that was one thing if I could take away from 2020 is to not take those little things for granted. I mean, even being, even when I would get upset, right, during these recent playoffs, if my team lost or anything like that, I would always think to myself that it's such, it's such a privilege to have that feeling. And, and it sucks, you know, and it really does suck. But gosh, you know, like not being able to watch that or or experience those things, it, it's even worse. And I think that 2020 definitely taught me, to, like I said, to not take sports for granted. And it's the little things, guys. It, it really is. But anyways, right? So so sports slowly returns, right? We thought we weren't going to get any sports for a whole year. And, you know, they were worried about restart dates. We weren't sure how they were going to get it done. But they get it done. You know, the NBA is able to continue their season in a bubble and the Lakers come out in the bubble and they look terrible, right? They do not look good. Um, we only won like two of two or three of the eight games, regular season games, even though we only needed to win like two of them. And, you know, it, it wasn't looking good. Get to the playoffs. We lose game one to the Blazers and, you know, the social media is going crazy. Saying, everyone's saying we're going to lose, but they go on this amazing run. And the you know the Lakers go on this really really incredible run in the playoffs, um, and the Clippers blew a three one lead, which was absolutely insane. Um, I can't believe they did that. I mean, I, I I'm like I know it's in their history, but I mean they've never had a team this good. I mean, even with Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Jordan, all those guys, this the team that they had this past year was one of the best teams on paper. I mean, it I just can't comprehend how they how they blew that lead. But anyways, you know, we had the Lakers go on this run and, and they win the title. And it was such a great moment. Um, it really was, you know, for everything that they were doing it for, you know, for, for Kobe and, you know, everything that they had to go through with the bubble and there's a pandemic and it just, and seeing LeBron um, fulfill his promise of winning a championship in LA, it was great. It was, it was so great. Um, and then after that, you know, we, we get the, the Dodgers in the playoffs and, you know, they're, they're in their own bubble. The MLB was able to work to work out its own its own formula on how to how to handle the games and everything. And, you know, they, they begin the playoffs. The Dodgers have the best record as usual. And it's like I can't even get excited about that kind of stuff. You know, I was at that point where I really couldn't because, you know, we had done literally everything except win the World Series. Literally everything. And it was... It, it was it was heartbreaking it you know it and it really sucked and you know we steam pat we, we steamroll uh the brewers and we completely run over uh the padres which was great because padres fans out of nowhere i don't even know i didn't even know the padres had fans to be quite honest with you and you know the the padres were on a roll no, Padres were not. we were on a roll against the padres and manny machado was talking all that trash and i think that's a nice little rivalry that's brewing also padres are a really good team, a really fun team, and really a really young team. And I think they're going to be around for a while. And it, you know, I think you know they're going to be a title contenders. And they are they are a very scary team. But anyways, this is the Dodgers time. I can't go harping on other on other teams. But yeah, um, we 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 sweep the Padres, and then we get to the NLCS, 
and we get smacked in the mouth. You know, we, we go, we lose the first two games. We win game three in a blowout. We get destroyed game four. And here we are down 3-1 to the Atlanta Braves. And it's looking like another year where we're short. It, it really felt like that. It really felt like we just we just didn't have it for whatever reason. And to top it all off, one of the one of the big losses was against Kershaw, which again that stings even more. But you know the Dodgers didn't quit. We had a ton of big games, big hits by guys like Will Smith, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, Bellinger had one, and they come behind, down three one to the Atlanta Braves, and we advance to the World Series. Right. I mean, it was I couldn't believe out of all the teams in the MLB, I would have never guessed that my Dodgers would have would have come back from being down three one. It was absolutely crazy. I just but but since the games were happening so fast with this, you know, because they're in a bubble and they were trying to get the season over with. Um, it's like you couldn't really celebrate it that long. There was only like a day or two off before, you know, we had to go in the World Series against the Rays. And, you know, that was a whole roller coaster within itself because, you know, we really didn't get to like like a really big lead in the series and we won a game and then we won game one and then we, we lost game two because we put all of our rookie pitches out there and then um, we won game three. Game four was a disaster. I mean, there was like three errors on the play and we lose and a walk off and it was it was gut wrenching and it was terrible. I was so mad and. And then um, game five comes around. Kershaw pitches another gem in the World Series. And, you know, game six, you know, we're down one nothing. Kevin Cash decides to take out Blake Snell, who was on an absolute tear for no reason. He was only at like 73 pitches. He was in uh, he was in the seventh inning. So I just or a sixth, sixth inning. So I don't know why he took him out. Um, turned out to be, you know, a terrible mistake. And. You know, the, we start manufacturing runs. We t- we get the lead two one. We Mookie hits a homer in the eighth, and the Dodgers found a way to win it. The Dodgers won the World Series, and and I know this was a really longed and dragged out explanation of, of everything that's happening. I'm just speaking off of pure emotion, so if I'm rambling on, I do apologize. But it's just. <sighs> You know, after all this time and after all those years, it's it, it's amazing. And to see and to see Clayton Kershaw finally win the World Series, you know, and to finally get rid of the narrative that that he always choked in the big moments and that he he just couldn't he'll never win a ring. It was great. It was great to see him just I was so happy for him. I was so happy for him. And for everything that he's done for the Dodgers and it's it's amazing. And I think that, I mean, I I find a lot of motivation in what Clayton Kershaw did, because um, I mean, for the he's been in the MLB for what since he's been like twenty something like that. So for the past like twelve years, twelve or thirteen years, something like that, he's he'd been to the postseason. He had failed every single time, but not only did he fail, I mean, he failed in dramatic fashion. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of these series, he was one of, one of the main, if not the main reason that we failed. You know, and it like he would give up crazy leads. I mean, it, it was insane. It was the the way he lost these these baseball games. It just it was like unheard of. You know, we'd have like a four or five run lead, and he would just give up a grand slam or something like that. Um, 
he was always really good, you know, innings one through four and then like five through six or something, his ERA like spiked like crazy and he just was never able to, never able to do it. And, you know, like I said, he failed like 10, 10 or 12 times in the most miserable, heartbreaking ways possible, but he never got discouraged and, you know, he never quit. He never gave up and he kept going back out there. Um, he, he didn't switch teams. He, he stayed with the team that he was on, and he kept trying, and he just kept going until he got it right. And if that if you don't find that motivational, then I, I quite frankly don't know what to say because that, to me, is one of the most motivational stories in all of sports. Of course, I'm biased because I'm a Dodger fan, and I know that I'm talking mainly about the Dodgers, just, but this is because it happened last night, and also I'm just in complete utter shock that they would win out of all teams. Um, cause they put, like I said, they put me f- through way more heartbreak than the Lakers. Not, and it's, again, I'm not trying to take away my emotions for how happy I am that the Lakers won, but just the Dodgers winning. I just, I just can't, I can't get over it. You know, I just, I, I'd seen the Lakers win before. I'd never seen the Dodgers win the world series in my life. So this to me is very special, but yeah, back to, back to Clayton Kershaw, you know, it's just, it's so motivating. And I think that, you know, you could take a lot away from this, right? If, if you try something, right, and, and you don't succeed, and you 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 only fail when you give up on yourself, right? There's a lot of things where you know you you fail once or twice, and you just completely give up, right? And I think that's a I think it's a bad way to look at things. And I think that if I think it's important that you find the motivation to to finish the things that truly matter to yourself. And this is just one of those examples, you know, and it wasn't like Kershaw was carried, you know, he won two games, he won 50% of the games in the World Series for us as a starting pitcher. And it's just, I think that's really important to not get discouraged when you fail. And I think if anything, you you learn from your failures. And the, the only true mistakes that you make are the ones that you don't learn from. And he was able to learn from his mistakes and he got closer and closer every time until he finally did it. It's incredible. It is, it, is, it is really incredible. Um, I'm on cloud nine. I just I just never thought I'd see the day. I, do, I really didn't, guys. It was... It, it's one of the greatest redemption stories, in my opinion, um, in sports. It has to be one of the greatest redemption stories after all of that hate, all of the criticism, all of the memes, and just being able to finally do it. To finally do it. It's wonderful. It's it's a it's a wonderful day to to be a to be a sports fan, especially an LA sports fan. Um, yeah, I just I'm so happy, guys. <laughs> I am so happy. This is this is awesome. This this really is awesome. Um, if you've listened this long, thanks. I I know not too many people probably want to listen to me ramble on about how proud I am of the Dodgers. I mean, maybe if you do, great. Uh, but yeah, this this to me, this is really special. This really means a lot. Um, I really, I really can't wait to see what you know sports going to be like when fans return. I wonder if we're going to even be able to have a parade. I mean, I, I it, it, it's a really fun time. Um, and it's, it's, it's moments like this that you know really makes me appreciate. Um, it makes me appreciate everything. You know, going from no sports, going from, you know, it's, it's nice to, you know, with all the the craziness going on in 2020. And there's a lot of it <laughs> with all the craziness going on. It's really nice to have something to cheer about. And I think I think that's 
that's what's important. And look, even if, <clears throat> and another perspective too, look, even if your team didn't do that well, even if you're upset, right? It, it's nice to be, even when, like, when I, this is the way I would look at it. If my team lost a big game or if I was upset about certain stuff, it, it, it's, it was, it's nice to be upset about this stuff. Then if this is, the, if this is the worst thing you're upset about, it is an absolute, like, privilege. You know, it's an absolute privilege for your worst, for your, for, um, your biggest problem to be a sports team problem. Right. I mean, that's the way I looked at it. Like, I, you know, just personally, it's like, you're, you're just, you're in such a good spot that the worst thing going on is that your team lost a game. Right. I mean, there's so much worse stuff than that. There's so much worse stuff than that. So that's why I would look at it and look, it's nice to be distracted from all this, all this, the, the, the craziness, craziness that's going on in 2020. I hope things get better. Um, hopefully I can post more podcasts, more episodes. Um, we'll see. We will see. But yeah, it's, I just kind of wanted to record this. Um, and, you know, kind of just let my let my emotions go, let my emotions fly and just, you know, yeah. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you are still listening, um, go Dodgers, go Lakers. And thank you very much for listening to this episode of TED Talk Sports.